welcome back to podcast number six with my second part of my interview with Danielle Litoff. First of all, I want to say I do have a cold, so I am a little raspy today. I also want to say, which I didn't in the last podcast, the intro music was composed by my son, Ashton, who is about to be 12 years old. So I'm pretty proud of that. Hopefully you enjoy that. Um, So we're moving on to the second part of the interview with Danielle. And today we continue to talk about food and nutrition and your children. But we get into a subject on a certain diet that is used for particular issues in your child or in in anybody, but it's called the GAPS diet, G-A-P-S, and it is a diet of basically eliminating a, a large number of foods, depending on what level you enter into the GAPS diet, but it removes a lot of foods that cause allergy as well as inflammation in the gut that lead to the development of a lot of issues with as well as in the gut, but also neurologic, brain issues, mood issues, energy, also autoimmune issues. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, literally. So it's a very cool diet, and there is a lot to it, and we just touch on it briefly today. So as usual, for deeper information on the GAPS diet and lots of detail into what we go into today in the podcast, go over to katanyataylor.com forward slash toolkit and get all the amazing information on the GAPS diet, as well as we will be talking a little bit about just educating your children about the food choices we're making, how to work with their behaviors, and just helping to make help them learn to make food choices outside of the home and as they grow older, so that all these efforts and changes that we're making in the home can, you know, continue outside of the home and hopefully our kids can kind of play along and understand what we're doing as well as avoiding, you know, disordered eating and, you know, food wars, etc. So Danielle and I give some good tips about that and talk about that a little bit too today. So enjoy the interview with Danielle Litoff. All right, let's talk a little bit about you are one of your, you're kind of a, a specialist or you've had a lot of experience in the GAPS diet. Um, yeah, and in fact, you're you are still on it, right? Yourself? Yes, I will. I, I mean, next week is two years, so wow. theoretically, you're supposed to be strict gaps for two years, and then you can start adding things back. Um, honestly, I have no desire. I have no <laughs> desire to add back gluten, dairy, soy, corn, grains. I have no desire. Right. Um, in gaps, you know, again, I wouldn't mind trying a sweet potato. That sounds kind of good. Um, <laughs> and you're, and that's not on, that's not on gaps. No, sweet potatoes, plantains, those are not on gaps because they are higher, they're higher carbohydrate rate, you know, they're right. higher glycemic level. So those are not on gaps. So I, I might have a little sweet potato party in March. We'll see. Nice. Uh, but uh, let's, let's I mean, ta- talk. <laughs> let's talk real quick because I don't think anyone knows what is gaps and what is it used for. I mean, I know it's used for a ton of things, but try to try to in a nutshell. In a nutshell, so GAPS is the gut and, gut and psychology syndrome diet, and um, what you're trying to do is you're trying to bring things down so you heal your gut. And there was the SCD diet, which is the specific carbohydrate diet, which was developed by, I want to say, Elaine, Elaine Gottschall. And she found specific carbohydrates that helped with ulcerative colitis. So as the study went on, it found it helped with other things as well. Mm-hmm. Then it was developed by Dr. Campbell McBride, mm-hmm. and um, she changed. She made some adjustments on it, 
and it became the GAP, which was used a lot for autism, but both of those are used for autoimmune diseases. So, right. you know, you've got the three-legged stool of autoimmune, so everyone, or not everybody, but what one of the thoughts is is that if you have an autoimmune disease, you do have leaky gut or more uh, intestinal permeability. Mm-hmm. So we have to heal the gut. We need to take away the things that are continuing to irritate the gut while providing good amounts of nutrients for healing. Right. So with both these diets, there are levels. So it's kind of a, an elimination diet. Mm-hmm. In the sense that you start with very nourish- nourishing but yet easily digestible foods, and as you heal, you progress in phases to things that might be more difficult right. to digest. So the whole time you're supporting the gut and the immune system to calm it down and get it to work the way it's supposed to. Right. So, yeah, so it is Elaine and Gottschall, and, okay. she, and then Natasha Campbell McBride adapted it for, I believe her son had autism. Yes, I believe her son did have autism. So that's where the gut and psychology part of that came in. So they, they're finding right. that it's helping with a lot of uh, neurological and emotional, you know, mental, emotional right. stuff. Um, so, so, so ADD and bipolar are the big ones. I, you know, mm. for me, it was Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which has a lot of emotional and, uh, you know, mental component to it because your serotonin is right. just not there. Right. Um, serotonin, dopamine, all that that's produced in the gut can't happen if your gut is damaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And ADD, I mean, gosh, how many kids are on that spectrum, t- you know, today? Exactly. Um, what about, exactly. Um, so you don't necessarily have to have gut issues to go on this diet. It's, we're, we're talking about autoimmune disease. We're talking about mental, mm-hmm. emotional stuff. But what kinds of gut issues would a parent maybe be looking for to say, you know, maybe I should be trying this for my kid who has, I don't know, constipation or diarrhea. Is all that? A, exactly. A, 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 constipation, diarrhea is really big. Gas and bloating, pain. Um, you know, kid who just seems not to eat that much but is for some reason really overweight. Or mm-hmm. the other way around, a kid that seems to never, ever gain weight, mm-hmm. right? You might want to look at that, um, right. those kinds of things. But, again, you know, if you're looking at the psychological thing, ADHD, concentration, focus issue, brain fog, um, those types of things. They even talk a little bit about mood disorders, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lots of anger, that kind of stuff, something right. to look at. Right. So I'm going to, I'll put a lot of notes in there for people who want to look, uh, you know, a little deeper into that. We, we definitely can't go too deep into that. It's a, it's a definite rabbit hole. Um, but, you know, there are lots of good books. Tell us your, you, you have a favorite book on that. What's the name of that book on the GAPS diet? Kill Your, Kill your Gut. Okay. Which makes it quite easier than, um, I know the, the actual GAP page is a little bit overwhelming. Ad- so the um, the diet when you when you read Natasha Campbell McBride's book, they mm-hmm. give you recipes, but it's very difficult to understand the um, the system. And this Heal Your Gut cookbook, and I'm looking it up right now. Um, so that it just gives you okay. Here's stage one. Here are the things you could eat, and here are twelve recipes. So it it makes it so much easier to follow. Um, and it is, it's a tough, tough diet. Mm-hmm. Um, but very, very important if you're going to go this route. And, and, and it has made huge differences in people. 
as they try and heal. Now you are, so, I'm not changing the subject, but I'm trying to think of people want more information on this. Are you working with people with this at all in your, I know you're doing yes. health, health coaching. Are you working with people? Yes, I am. Okay. I would love to be, to, to work with this um, and help people figure this out. Okay, great. So I'm, we'll put, you know, definitely put, you'll already be linked in here, but Danielle can be a great guide as well as some of these books. Um, I can guide you a little, although I'm not an expert on the gaps. And then um, we'll just put, you know, a lot of good good uh, reading information that you can just kind of, I want people to just peruse it and think about it. it you know, it is a big venture to, to take on. But one thing I think as a take-home to sort of simplify and not have people overwhelmed today listening to this podcast is that so much of what we talk about is upping your kids' healthy fats, making sure they're getting healthy, clean proteins, and reducing the carbs, especially the processed carbs, and feeding them good, healthy carbs. And wouldn't you say the gap, that that is the GAPS diet in a nutshell? I mean, I know, I know it's more, it gets much more detailed and it eliminates a lot more foods, but kind of that's the direction it's going, would you say? That's the direction, yes. So with the GAPS diet, you're really looking at all of that. Now, depending on your kid, you might not have to, so there's, there's quite a few levels. There's six levels of the GAPS diet, right? Mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. you really are having horrible symptoms, if your symptoms are, you know, uh, constipation or diarrhea and you're really, really ill, you may have to go to that beginning level, that level one, that intro diet. Right. And that those are those, those six stages. Some people are fine starting on the full GAPS protocol mm-hmm. and they can just stay there. They right. can stay on that full gap protocol and get the benefits that they need um, without having to go all the way to the, the first level. Right, right, definitely. Yeah, and so it can just be a place to start if you sort of feel like your child has some of these um, digestive issues or any of the issues we're talking about. Just take a peek at it, get, you know, start getting some real foods back in your diet, start finding out what, what some of the healthy fats are that you can be adding in, and then, you know, looking at some of the more irritating foods that are removed at the more strict stages of the GAPS diet. But I'd say just taking a peek at it and dabbling in it is even just a good start, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. Start, you know, it is a huge, if you're going from the standard American diet to a GAPS diet, it's a huge change. Yeah. And... I think, too, depending on the age of your kid, if your kid is little and you still have a lot of control, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's easier to do. I think if your kid is in the higher elementary schools or middle schools or even high school, your kid has to be on board because if not, you're going to do all this stuff at home and they're going to go trade their lunch with their friends. Yeah. So, and, you know, and that's just a struggle as as a parent of, of an adolescent that you're going to find. You're going to go to birthday parties and you're going to go to all those things. And, again, when they're little, you have a lot more control of that. But in this adolescent age, if, there, if the kid's not on board, it's going to be very difficult. It's mm-hmm. not going to be impossible if you can explain to the kid, hey, let's look at all your symptoms. We want those to go away. Right. You know, we want your acne to go away. We want your gas and bloating to go away. We want you to feel better and be able to play sports. There are kids out there that are absolutely going to say, okay, I'm willing to do this. Right. But, yeah, absolutely. Getting getting this in or even, you know, not necessarily the gaps, just getting all these changes in, the earlier the better. Because absolutely. obviously you're building your child's uh, palate, your if you're not introducing, you know, goldfish and gummy worms and, you know, cereals too early on, then they're going to accept the broccoli and the 
you know, the, the other things that aren't as sweet. I mean, a sweet potato is super sweet, but if you're not, if you're used to eating cereal, it's not going to be sweet to you. So, you know, if you do have real young ones, you know, I even recommend not starting real early on with every, nothing but fruit, you know, start introducing some of those veggies so that, so that their palate is, you know, very sensitive and they're not just overwhelmed by sugary, sugary foods because that's going to help you down the road significantly. Absolutely. We, We both have plenty of friends and ourselves included that, you know, tried to make changes when our kids were six, seven, eight and found, you know, it just gets harder and harder. It gets harder and harder. And, you know, like that, that adolescent age, you know, even the good kids are going to be like, oh, pizza? I want pizza. Right. You know? Yep. And so, you know, you find that you do your best at home. You do your best at home and hope for the best when they're outside, just like anything else in parenting. <laughs> right. So yeah. let's wrap this up a little bit and tell, give, give us a few, I want to hear two tips that you use with your kids, whether it's things that you tell them. Let's say, what, what do you tell them around, around junk food, around parties, around making the decisions of, you know, well, if you're going to choose to have that cookie now, you know, maybe we won't have it after dessert. Is there, give us a little tip, some tips in the way you kind of work with your girls around making good choices. I think for my family in particular, it's a little different because my kids have watched this process of me being sick, and we didn't really talk about that, but, you know, I was very ill, and the girls have watched me go through this, mm-hmm. um, and they've seen my changes. They see that, you know, mommy can get out of bed now, and mommy's still going for a run, and mommy's able to go to the soccer games now. So they've seen it, and they've asked me, and I said, it's, it's the food. Um, you know, they've heard stories of me being a very fat child mm-hmm. and eating poorly. So I think there's a lot of background with my girls. Mm-hmm. So they know they've seen it. Um, we talk about it in the house. You need to be strong. You want to play this much soccer, your body has to recover, mm-hmm. and it needs nutrients to recover. And we've been saying that since they were little. Um, again, you know, struggling with a 13-year-old now who wants to eat a lot of sugar we just kind of have to put our foot down. Okay, what did you have today? Be honest. All right. Mm-hmm. If you ate that at lunch with your friends at Starbucks, no, you're not going to have ice cream tonight. No, you really don't need dessert tonight because you already had your dessert today. That's all done in moderation. Um, and are you know, they pretty wanna... accepting of that? Did, did you feel that they're making those tr- – they're able to do that a little bit on their own too? Um. You know, again, I think that's a personality thing. I I really do. I think it's your kid, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. My little one goes, okay, Mom, all right, I'll have some fruit. My older one Mm -hmm. will fight me tooth and nail that she really didn't have a lot of junk today, and she needs more. So, you know, and I think that that is a kid thing. I, I think it depends on your kid. I think it's a personality thing. And you do your best, you know. I tried for years to make healthy, you know, we'll do... I take apples, cut them up, and then cook them with coconut oil and cinnamon, you know. Mm -hmm. And we'll do that with some coconut milk whipped cream. You know, in the summer, I make the ice cream out of frozen bananas and berries and coconut milk. And -hmm. then we'll do, you know, another topping on that. So we try and, if they do want a sweet tooth, we try and make it more of a whole food sweet thing at the house. Um, So those are the tips with my girls is have something on hand that is not so bad, but yet sweet if they right. want it. And we try and 
again, be in moderation. What, you know, look at it. Tell me what you had today. What do you think? And like I said, my younger one, she'll, she'll be pretty honest and she'll look through it and she's okay. My mm-hmm. older one, she just wants sugar whenever she can get it. <laughs> and we do the best we can to kind of moderate that and make her just aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing. And we just don't have it in the house. It's just not there. There is no soda in our house. There is no Gatorade in our house. Um, there is chocolate in our house, but mm-hmm. we try and get better chocolate. Right. Um, so it's just not there. And I, I am not blind to the fact that they can get it from their friends. But right. I hope they choose not to. Right. And if they're just, you know, honest, like you say, and they come home and they say, well, Mom, someone, you know, shared a cookie with me in after-school care today, and so I'm not going to have dessert, then you that's, that's great. That's as good that's as win. you can. At, yep, that's a win. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's what you're hoping. Um, and you, don't, you know, you don't want to have the food wars in the house because that's just not fun. Right. You know, right. I mean, for a quality of life, you don't want to have the food wars. So I think if you provide them with things that are tasty, I think if you provide them with things which you can do on a whole food clean diet, there's stuff that tastes so good. You know, you provide it for them. And and do the best you can, and hopefully, you know, once they're done through their little rebellious stage, and you know, for all the rebellion that's out there, if they rebel on me by having a soda, I'm I'm happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Versus some of the other things that they can rebel oh, on me yeah. for. You know, that's okay. That's okay. And we and, and and you know, use it as a teaching tool. So you ate all that, and you went to soccer practice. How'd you feel? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I didn't feel so good. Okay, great. Yeah. What choice are you going to make next time? Because you don't want to shame them into food. You don't want foods to be good or bad. You want food to be food. And, and understand what's going to give them the best thing for their buck, just like you want to know for yourself what's going to give yourself the best thing for your buck. So I think it's it's really at a certain point. When they're little, you have that control. As they get mm-hmm. older, it's more about educating them to make the choices that they need to make for themselves. Absolutely. And definitely, like you say, making it about, well, how did you feel? Um, explaining to them, you know, the health benefits of it, you know, being careful, especially with girls. I'm very careful, you know, not talking about it making you fat, you know, this kind of thing. I mean, obviously it will come up because when we're dealing with, you know, kids and health and the deteriorating health of our our country, you know, kids being overweight is an, an unfortunate part of that. And you can't not, you can't never say that word, but you know, right. especially with my daughter, just making sure she understands it's about her teeth, it's about her insides, it's about her growth and her energy and all that. Not that it's going to make her yeah. fat, you know, being real careful with right. the wording. But, but yeah, educating and, and having them, um, yeah. you know, be able to feed that back to you. And the minute, you know, you get that back from them that they didn't do that because they're, you know, whatever the reason is, it's just so rewarding. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and they, do, they do come back to you and... You know, in, in little ways, they'll come back to you and tell you, hey, this is this is my choice. And, you know, like I said, I, I still have, you know, I have a teenager. We were at a bot mitzvah the other day, and she's like, can I have a soda? Can I, I'm here. Can I have a soda? Like, mm-hmm. you got to choose your, pick your poison. You know, there's a bunch of cheesecake over there. What do you want? Right, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah. And and that's reality. That's reality. I can't change everything that's going to be coming at her, but I can make her think about it. Absolutely. That is a great point to stop at. I loved it. Thank you so much. This was a wonder, wonderful conversation. And Thank I'm you. Gonna, you know yeah. I love talking to you. Oh, this was, so, this was so fun. Thank you, Danielle. This was great, and we will definitely do it again very soon. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. I will talk to you All soon. Right, thanks. Bye. 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 